Welcome to Bite Me Podcast. Blah. Okay, there's actually there's that, that you are you a ghost, Colby, or are you Dracula? I'm a ghost vampire. <sighs> Gross. All right, it's episode 293. It's haunted for no particular reason in the middle of July. That would have made a whole lot more sense in our like mid-October episode, but I don't know. It's a weird week. There's no news. Josh is here. Say hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. See, he can take directions. Josh, you might know him as Shadow X. He hangs out in our Discord. He's going to tell you about a really cool thing he's doing for his his doctorate degree that it was related to video games. It's going to be great. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Colby's here. Woo! If I told him to say, say hey, Colby, he would not. He would still just say woo, yep. so there's no reason. Uh, let's see. In addition to this podcast being haunted, we're going to do some talking about news. Like, this is the level of news this week. I'm going to tell you our first, our lead top story, and that is that Blizzard is ending Heroes of the Storm development. Like, that's the that's the level of news this week. Whatever. Uh, you also might want to check your Hearthstone account. We'll talk about that. Uh, Pokemon Puzzle League is coming to Switch Online. Call is that enough to get you to like pay the extra forty bucks to get? No, I just I just have your account, don't I? Yeah, but I don't have like the pro one. Oh, do you Should need I upgrade the, the pro one? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Red Dead Online is looking pretty dead. Uh, you no longer need a Facebook login for your quest. You just need a quest login. I don't think that's better. Um, GameStop is. GameStop. That's just what they are. Uh, Ubisoft is uh, taking games away and then giving games back and then taking games away and then giving games back. We'll talk about that. Um, PlayStation, on the other hand, is just straight out taking stuff out of your account. So that's a bummer. (laughs) They're they're not giving anything back. Not great. Then we're going to do Josh's stuff. So stick around for Josh's stuff after news. We're going to do the small amount of questions we have, and they're all weird. Um, I didn't put yours in, Cole. Do you think you can remember what it is? Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying we can't answer that question. I'm just saying I didn't write it down. So hopefully you remember it. Then we got a handful of cheap free games. It's uh, it's kind of the the middle part of the month. So a couple things on Game Pass, a couple hum- humble bundle type things going on, but nothing nothing crazy. But that's all right. Uh, but first, we are going to talk about what we have been playing, and it's kind of nice to have a little bit of new blood here, because I presume Josh plays things that are different than Colby playing hey, Dragon Age Inquisition I Dragon for... Age Inquisition. <laughs> it's only been two and a half months. It's only been a little <laughs> over a month. Okay. <laughs> Just felt like two and a half. Anyway, Josh, what have you been playing, man? Well, I've been playing a lot of, uh, what is that game? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Uh couple of my buddies got me interested in it and uh, don't make the mistake if you play on pc uh to play with mouse and keyboard it's like the worst oh, really? worst thing you can do uh it's definitely meant for controller and i found out that out the hard way i played monster hunter worlds about like two and a half years ago three years ago and i did mouse and keyboard i absolutely hated my life the worst experience ever and with the summer sale that came up and some buddies that were playing it, they're like, hey, you know, you should check out the new Monster Hunter Rise and picked it up. I had a controller for the PC and honestly, it's it's been real fun. Uh, if anyone's ever played Dauntless, which is, I think it's the one Epic created, very, very similar to Monster Hunter or or if anyone's ever interested in just haunting, hunting big monsters, not haunting, that's Colby, uh, but, <laughs> but hunting big monsters, it's actually, it's a lot of fun. It, it's definitely a grindy kind of game 
but it's it's interesting because every monster that you fight, yeah, you're gonna you know go after them a few times to get their gear, but every different monster is very unique on how it plays. So uh, it was definitely a new experience for me. So I've been giving that a go, and it's it's been a lot of fun. So I uh, I've I've watched people play that, and do you feel bad hit killing these big monsters? Because I've seen video where they're like running away, like crippled, like just trying everything they can do to get home away from this horrible person with the switch axe. Is that like do do you feel bad? So you know, at first you're like, man, this one monster looks kind of cool, like you know, it's fluffy or it looks you know kind of adorable. I guess that's the right word. Uh, you know, and then you know your next fight might be a dragon, you know, that's limping away. I think uh, I think the game does a pretty decent job saying like you know you're in this town and if you don't stop these monsters they're just gonna kill everything in the town so it kind of gives you purpose it's not it's not just designed to be like hey just go hunt these mon- hunt these monsters just you know for no reason I think the game does a good job saying like hey if you guys don't stop these monsters like we're in for it so maybe maybe a little bit a little bit guilty but. I mean, I'm guessing the monsters were there first. Like, it sounds like colonizers to me. Came in, built a town on a like a monster, you know, like place, and then they're like, why are there monsters everywhere? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> there, they, I think it's uh, was it Monster Hunter was one of the first games, uh, at least from Japan, being a Capcom game, where when instead of showing blood or something breaking, um, they actually don't have red blood. It just it actually oh. looks worse, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it's it's white. So imagine just white stuff just scattered all over broken parts of monsters. It you can imagine what that looks like. But yeah, yeah. yeah so it the, looks like the aliens. Yeah, right? exactly. The, the the robot thing from aliens. Yeah. So they they kind of abstain from blood, but you know, it's Capcom. They're trying to do the right thing. <laughs> Back when I worked retail, like so, this is late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, no, that's not right. I did not work retail into the 2000s, late 90s. Um, that was a big thing at the time, too, where like a lot of rated M games that didn't want to be rated M would have like a feature where you could turn the blood like green. Um, and so parents would come in, they're like, can you turn the blood green in this? Because I don't want my kids seeing real blood. And I'm like, okay. Um, so it's fine if your your kids want to murder something that bleeds green gratuitously. But if it's red, that could mean they're a person. And so that's... Yeah, whatever. I guess whatever works for you people. So it's all all good. But yeah, no, Monster Hunter is one of those games that like I played Dauntless and didn't really like it very much. So it kind of kept me from jumping into Monster Hunter Rise. But uh, like people that love it, love it. So nothing nothing wrong with that. What uh, what else have you been trying out? Well, uh, I'd say, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you guys ever talk about mobile games on this place? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually have a section for mobile games, oh. but we don't ever play them. So That's whatever. Just go straight into mobile yeah, games. Yeah, so I'm sure everyone's heard of this game. I actually play a lot of it, uh, Raid Shadow Legends. It's just been a hobby of mine for two years. I've literally never heard of this game. I so. cannot believe you. <laughs> Maybe everyone has You've it. never what, what seen it? one YouTube video. I've just been like, this This video is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. I have not. Uh, it's uh, it's essentially an, R, you know, an RPG game. A lot of RNG goes into the game. It's very, very grindy. Um, <laughs> but it's it's one of those games that you can either pay for it or you can absolutely play it uh, free to play. Um, it's all based on like getting getting champions and heroes. Um, and most of the game, about 90% of it's PvE. So it's really, even if you are paying for it, 
you're really not necessarily playing, paying to be better than somebody else, but you're just you're paying to give yourself better chances to yeah. conquer the con- content that the game's already got. So uh, that's that's my daily. Uh, but it's it's an interesting game if you're into mobile games, and if not, yeah, it's not worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said for like grindy mobile games, though. Like I don't think I mind that as much when it's just like wasting time on my phone. Like that's not it's not a bad thing. Um, I've not tried that. I would say I will try it, but I won't because I won't, yeah. um, and I don't want to lie to you. So yeah, it's it's know. better than Wordscapes. I mean that that thing is played with like about an ad after every run. Blah. Gross. Yeah. Gross. So, gross and gross. then, really, uh, the only other game I've been playing lately is Destiny Two. Uh, you know, sure, it's been it's been around. You know, since who knows? But you know, every, they I will say Bungie just does phenomenal job uh, yeah. with the content they have and their latest patch, or not patch, but their latest season. Uh, I just think just went above and beyond. the The quality I... of the of the game honestly was even better than their last several expansions, and. So, I mean, sometimes you get a good expansion, sometimes you get a bad. I think this ranks probably, if not their best expansion to date. So, been real fun. I, I, I wish that Destiny was a little easier to, like, play casually. Um, I mean, like, that's not even really fair, but, like, I, I want to play Destiny and just get through all the content and then just not play Destiny for six months and come back and play through all the content and not play Destiny for six months and play through all the content. You can kind of do that. Um, the game just changes so much. Um, like I tried to get my dad into it recently, um, cause it seemed like kind of a game that my dad would dig and it was just so hard to like even get back into it after not playing for a while. Like everything had changed and like we started new characters because I wanted to, to be on level with them and I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I have no idea where we are, <laughs> but I, I want to because I don't, I don't know if there's any game that like the combat feels as good as Destiny 2. Like that they're just you feel so awesome in that game. Like the guns are great, the way the guns shoot and feel feel great. Like I I love everything about it, but I just can't I can't figure out a way to play that game in the in the like I don't want to play it all the time. Like I I'm not into grinding that game at all, but it's just it's cool. It's so cool and I wish there was a way for me to interact with that content like I wish that every once in a while, like, Destiny would just put out single-player content. Just, like, here's here's the stuff that other people want to play. But if you just want to play by yourself here, you can just go, you can just do this. Because I don't ever want to play with other people, too. Like, I don't want to do strikes with randos. Like, it's not my yeah, not my jam. Yeah, and if, but, you don't, if you don't have a group of people, you know, it's kind of difficult. And I will say, Bungie, as a corporation, does a phenomenal job of fear of missing out. I mean, that's mm-hmm. their entire recipe right? is this... Uh, I'm with you, Cliff. I didn't play Destiny for the longest time. Uh, I played yeah. a while ago, beat all of the campaigns, didn't care for grinding. And then my buddies were like, you should really do it. And I said, <laughs> right. okay, you know what? I'm finally, I'm just going to bite it. And and the reason is, is I don't get to play as often as these guys get to. Yeah. And so they're like, like you said, they're, they're way above the rest. And I don't feel like catching up. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I did this season and it's been a blast. It's been work, nice. uh, but at the <laughs> right. but at the same time, uh, they they're so good at you know they're in it like they do battle passes, and but they do seasons, and so your entire yeah. battle pass could be for the whole year. That's um, like season two of this battle pass, and so I missed all of the content from that first part because I came in late. Um, luckily, I, because of the version I paid for, I'm able to still like absorb that content. 
Yeah. Uh, but for somebody who just doesn't pay for that, I mean, you could actually miss um, very uh, important elements, like you said, like what's going on in the story. And yeah. they're just, they're great at storytelling. And they're also great at storytelling behind a paywall. And it's, but the content is just fun. It is, it is it's, there. It's just so weird to me that that game exists in a place where, because I played, I don't know, we played Destiny in a really weird way because it was so, like, not an Xbox game for so long. Like, I mean, it was always on the Xbox, but just wasn't, like, it really seemed like PlayStation was the place to play it. We got into Destiny 1 really, really, really late in the cycle. So, I, like, we finished up Destiny 1 and went straight into Destiny 2. And it's so weird to me that the, the content that I played in Destiny 2 when I was really playing Destiny, I probably put, I don't know, 60, 80, 100 hours into to Destiny 2 just doesn't exist anymore. Like, you can't play that content anymore. It's so weird to me that you don't even start in the same place any longer. Um, it's it's so yeah. strange. And, and that comes from, uh, you know, file sizes. I mean, look at games like yeah. Call of Duty, right? They don't... So what they've done... And, and I mean, to be very fair, that's it's good. Because uh, oh, yeah. a lot of companies probably can't do what Bungie does, where they're like, hey, we're going to shut this entire section of this game off. Yep. Uh, another company would be like, yeah, we just, we just can't do that. And so... I agree, right? Like, there's some areas, maybe they'll bring them back. Uh, they've yeah. done a couple of those things where they've brought an old raids back from Destiny 1 into Destiny 2. Like, that content oh, really? is there. Yeah, and so, again, it's it's almost like a plug-and-play. So it, it kind yeah. of allows them to shift focus, right? So for you, as an example, let's say you want to join, you know, Destiny 2 community. Again, you don't necessarily have to go through the drag and grind of going from start point zero all the way up to the new content. They're like, hey, you know yeah. what? Let's, let's kind of get you there a little faster by not having you rush through all this stuff that just doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, so, I mean... Yeah. It, how did, I, I just wonder, like, if as, as a person who'd never played Destiny before, it seems, like, so strange coming in now and just, like, not knowing a bunch of the story, though. Like, that game's got such rich lore that, you know, you're like, who's Cade? Why is he dead? Why does anyone care? You know? <laughs> like, it's 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 strange to me that, that they just will never have some of those experiences um, if you started playing today. So yeah, and, and who knows if they'll if they'll get rid of the Kate saga because that one's still there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll give a little brief element of this one. Uh, this season's fascinating. It's got like all the main characters, and it's called Season of the Haunted. And what it's actually doing is each week of the season, or every few weeks, each of the main characters is essentially stuck in what they call the Leviathan. And what's mm -hmm. happening is they're confronted with like their inner fear. Of like Ooh. something that they've dealt with in their life personally so it's not like a ghost like or like yeah. something that a creature it's literally about something else that they've kind of latched onto and they can't let go and they have to face that situation and so like that's a very deep kind of storytelling mechanic yeah. and one of them actually funny story that you mentioned Cade one of that situations where one of these people has a very f like attached um um, emotional memories to Kate Six on the decisions that were made and what ends up happening to him. And so uh, it was very fascinating that they did that. It's never happened before. And so it was nice to see that you have, a, and you get, a, again, very, very rich details. So when, if, a, if a character is no longer with the with the storyline, uh, Bungie just has a really good way of saying, hey, uh, maybe we can be the next Game of Thrones. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. It's a good game. It's a great game. Cole, what have you been playing? Now that you're no longer playing Dragon's Age Inquisition. I have been... Oh, gee. What? <laughs> you went right from Dragon's Age into another game that's going to take you 60 hours to beat. The first one's short, I guess. Go ahead. I've been playing Mass Effect. <laughs> how How is it? 
Uh, it's good. It's the is it legendary edition. I don't know. The, I think so. Like the new yeah. upgrade, the remastered ish yeah. version. Um, and uh, it's it's been good so far. I, does uh, it does it look good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can tell that it's not you know like a brand new game. Um, the character models are sometimes their eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their eyes are honest, always though. like a little too wide open, and so. They just like look I mean, at you, and they've just got like you can see way too much of the whites of their eyes as they stare into your soul. I mean, maybe that's just canon, though. I've played Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. it, is uh, is it still his favorite store on the spaceship? Uh, it's in the second one. Oh, yeah. Um, is the Mako better? Because I heard they redid the Mako. I guess I never had a problem with the Mako. Um, the Mako was a nightmare. Yeah, I, I had no problem with the Mako, huh. and so like I'm driving it now, and I'm like, I don't know, it feels good. Well, I mean, it feels okay, but like I don't remember. It never felt bad to me, so I don't know how much they changed it. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's Mass Effect. If you haven't played it, it's um, like 12 years old at this point, and you probably should. And... I think I think I'm gonna play Mass Effect three. Um, I've played one and two. I've never played three, so I think I, sh- I should probably play three. Probably play three. Um, I don't know if you can install them separately. I think you can. Eh, they, that's fine. Like yeah. I don't I don't need space. Spaces, spaces, whatever. So but, uh, yeah, it's I, good. Last yeah. week I uh, beat uh, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. That's really good. Nice. I, I'm gonna play that too. How long is that? Uh, not long at all. Hours. And why didn't you wait to play it with me so we could play it together? Because I was already uh, like playing it and halfway through it, and you said like, "Oh, I'm gonna play that. We should play that together." I mean, we can still play it together. Okay, yeah, no, because I'd like to play through that. Yeah, um, I've, I've, it's probably my favorite of those arcade games. Yeah, so, it's good. It yeah. feels very much like, uh, like an updated version of uh, the arcade game. All right, yeah, we'll we'll give that a go. Uh, and you beat. You beat Dragon's Age Inquisition. Yep, I like, did. What, what, what would you rate that 11-year-old game? Uh, it was, it's only... Well, maybe that one is... I don't know. I think it's 2016. Oh, that's that's new. Brand yeah. new. Uh, it's, it's real good. Um, yeah. Don't ask me about the story. I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it. But uh, <laughs> it's good. I think my favorite part about that is, like, that's what people, like, love about that game. Like, people will play that and years later talk about the relationships between characters and how important the story was to them and what it meant to them and how it helped them grow as a person. You're like, I don't know. There was a story, I guess. I killed some dragons or something. Yeah, Killed five or six dragons. There's, like, ten in the game. Uh, Nothing nothing wrong with that. You left four dragons alive? I couldn't find them. And I wasn't (laughs) going to spend another however many hours to find them. So how, how many hours did you put peace. into it? Do you know? I don't. It doesn't keep track. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. All right. Let's see. This week I played. Uh, I played Norco, which is just freaking terrific. Um, it's like six hours long. It's on Game Pass. It is a like. It's a point and click adventure game set in. I don't know, like near future New Orleans, um, but like New Orleans. Like near future doesn't really quite, quite. I don't know. It's like it maybe maybe like alternate timeline New Orleans, but near future because like they you know they talk about dates and the dates don't like they don't have like they don't match to our dates, and like New Orleans is still like I mean there's still like normal houses and stuff there, but it's very much like 
the city's been taken over kind of by like this giant oil conglomerate. Um, but there's like androids and stuff too. But like also I drive like a crappy pickup truck. So it's like, I don't, I don't, there's, it's really hard to like gauge when this is supposed to take. And it's not quite cyberpunk because there's not a lot of cyber, but like a lot of punk. Um, but it's also set in Orleans. So it's got these kind of Southern Gothic thing going on. Um, you play a girl who grew up in New Orleans and then left. Um, and like, because you just didn't, you couldn't live there anymore. Like your dad had died and your brother was kind of a wreck and your mom was kind of a wreck. And so you, you just left um, and, and kind of hitchhike your way across the United States. And, and like, they kind of, there's like this vague sense of like, you know, there was maybe like a civil war in the United States or some sort of war and that things didn't work out great. And that's why New Orleans is kind of bad. And that's why everywhere else is kind of bad. Um, but your mom dies of cancer while you're gone. And so you, you finally decide to kind of come back and try and piece things together. Um, and then you find out that your mom was involved in this weird, like, I can't even tell you how weird the story gets. Like it gets, it gets really weird. Um, but your mom was involved in all this, this kind of weird research. And, and there's this guy who thinks your like family is the last people alive in the line of Jesus Christ. And so he wants to use you for all these sorts of strange purposes. And there's a cult, um, it's like six hours long. It's probably one of the best games I've played in the last couple years. Um, if you like point and click adventures, like you, if you don't like point and click adventures, you're not going to like it. Um, it's not, <laughs> it's not like that great. Um, it's, it's definitely pixels and you know, all that kind of stuff, but man, just, just terrific game. Really, really enjoyed that. It's like I said, it's on game pass. I played it on the PC. It's available on Xbox too. It's, it's a lot of reading, but if you, if you don't mind reading, it's good. You should play, uh, what's the game that I told you to play? Yeah, Back. Backbone? Ba Backbone, yeah. I actually loaded it up because um, I, so I, I played Road 96 after that. And Road 96 is like a, I don't know. Um, you play a teenager or a series of teenagers, I guess, that are trying to, you live in a, in a like a fictional country that is, um, under uh, like uh, kind of a, a crazy dictator. And so you're trying to essentially get all the way across the country um, to the northern border to escape into whatever the country is on the other side of that border. Um, and like the, the way it works is you like start out at a location and then you go talk to a bunch of people and then stuff happens and then you, you pick a way to get to your next location. That could be take a bus, it could be hitchhiking, it could be walking, you know, whatever. And then something will happen on that. So like the first time I chose, yeah, I started out at like this like rave um, and then I took a bus um, to the next thing. And then on the bus, like there was a cop and um, another teenage fugitive and the cop was taking the teenage fugitive in because, it's, you know, it's illegal to try and, and leave this country. Um, but her, her car had broken down, so she was on the, she was on a bus, um, and so like you and these two like like there's a lot of politics in the game. Um, you and these two like kind of other anti um, dictator <laughs> people are like no, just just let him go. You don't need to like don't become part of the machine and you know whatever. And, you know, the entire time there's like this escalation meter. She whips out a gun and, you know, all this stuff. And and so, you know, that that's kind of how it plays. Then you get to your next location and you do some other talking stuff. And then, you you know, like that time I think I, I think I took a bus again. And there was like this weird hacker kid on the bus that you had to talk to. And, you know, long story short, you get to the northern border. I snuck into a semi 
and like this it paid a dude 50 bucks you know that drove the semi to sneak me across the border but then the game just starts over and you're i think a different teenager trying to get across the border and so every time you do it um the it's it's different so you'll meet different people um apparently you can actually choose to not leave the country and stay in the country and try and become like a rebel against the the dictator there's gonna be an election and so you can try and help get this other person elected um it was okay um, like I, 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 it was one of those games that I liked the concept of it way, way, way more than I liked the implementation of it. Um, the, it just felt like, like too random. Like a lot of those kind of like proc gen games, I think kind of feel that way. And I don't, I don't know if this is or not, but it felt like it where things weren't quite tied enough together. And I didn't understand why I was talking to some of the people I was talking to. And that's how I feel um, every time I have to talk to someone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why am I talking to these people? And I, I don't want to. Uh, and, like, the graphics were, like, it's it's like a 3D game, um, and it feels kind of like, you know, you know, there's kind of like a, you know, I think a lot of folks for a long time were, like, uh, really into the, the kind of SNES, like, let's do 16-bit pixel graphics, and now there's kind of this thing like, oh, but remember when people made PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games? And I'm like, yeah, I I remember that. It was terrible the first time. We should not get back to it the second time. It has kind of that feel of just, like, kind of polygon folk who, like, I'm like, your limbs don't attach quite right. Um, But kind of like how a lot of pixel graphics aren't, you know, really 16-bit pixel graphics. These aren't really PlayStation 2 graphics either. Like, it looks better than that, but at the same time feels kind of janky. Um, I don't know. I I don't think I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I ran one person all the way through, and I it was like, they're like, do it again now, and I'm like, I don't think I want to. And, it, like, I don't know. I think maybe if I was in a different mood, um maybe it would have hit me better. I, Norco was the same way. Like I, I played that the first time like a month ago and I, I loaded it up and watched like five minutes of the intro. I was just like, nah, this game looks like dumb. Um, and then someone online said, it's like, oh no, it's like playing a point and click adventure version of Disco Elysium. And I'm like, well, okay. I'll, <laughs> you, you had me there. Um, yeah, it definitely looks like Disco Elysium. I yeah. I took a look at it. It has really, and it kind of has that feel too where like everything feels like vaguely overwritten like like they and that's not really fair but like they like the writing's really smart but in a way that makes you realize that what they were trying to do is just make the writing feel really smart like it's it's not it's not good or bad like i mean the writing's good but it like if we could just make this sound a little smarter if we could use a word that's a little bigger if we could you know use some like you know fancy metaphors here instead of just saying like the sky was blue every single time they went for it. Disco Elysium was kind of the same way. And it's, I love Disco Elysium. It's probably the same reason I like this. So, uh, yeah, but no backbone call. That's, I loaded that up. That's the, that's the next game I'm going to play. So any who that is all the games that are fit to be played right now, which means it's time to talk about Patreon. These are the wonderful people that support this podcast every month. We love you. Uh, we have we have a couple different levels of patrons. You know, there's there's the seven dollar patrons of which none exist. We should just delete that level. But we got one, three, and ten dollar patrons. If you're a ten dollar patron, we call you a producer and we read out your name. Has Colby added one this week? He has not, so it's safe to read them. I forgot. 
That's okay. <laughs> John Tippins, thank you. Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon, thank you very much for your contribution every month. It helps pay for the software we're using. It helps pay for the software I use to edit this. It helps pay for our website, little things like that. So we have to come out of pocket to make this podcast every month. Um, and, you know, we've been doing it for a while, so it's, it's nice to not have to pay for it. It, it. it adds up over time. So thank you, people. You're wonderful. If you'd like to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast or bitemepodcast.com slash patreon, whichever, whichever you feel better about, to be honest. But uh, thank you to our, our producers and everyone else who uh, is a patron. It's fantastic. Uh, Dylan is not here. Can Josh, if I ask you to, to do this, are you are you up to speed enough to to like get us into this next part? News. Damn. See, I knew it. Good job. Uh, like I said, what, did you change the spelling of Blizzard in this, Colby? No. Are you? I can look and check. I don't think I misspelled Blizzard that bad. You did spelled I? you misspelled Heroes, so I changed that. <sighs> I also changed Dev to Development since you were so lazy. <laughs> This just turned into the grammar <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Blizzard uh, is ending Hero of the Storms. Uh, Hero of the Storm. There's only one storm uh, development, which is, I, I don't know if anyone was surprised, um, but uh, I, there are a lot of people that think that, that uh, Heroes of the Storm is actually the best MOBA. Um, yeah. I think it just got kind of eaten by by Dota. Like you It's know, so good, by the way. If, if you guys have never played Heroes of the Storm, it is probably the best, and I agree with that sten- sentence, it's the best. Like You have uh, games like League of Legends and Dota that use the same map, yeah, and yeah. they have like no objectives really than other than just win, right? And Heroes of the Storm is like, look, we can give you multiple maps, and then not only do you need to win, you can also like do other objectives to help you win. And oh, so really? yeah, it was, and they used all of the all of the Blizzard related characters, like just all sorts of them. Some of them aren't to scale, but it's I don't know. It's just such a good, refreshing element of MOBAs, and yeah, Dota and League just kind of trump the world. And I uh, every time we we talk about MOBAs, um, like first of all, about half the time I have to go like, what are those called? Um, it takes me a minute to get to MOBA, um, but I, I like I've watched the Dota World Championship two or three years running. Um, and I still have no idea how those games work. I'm just so like I don't know. Am I too old to play MOBAs? Yes. I <laughs> I really feel like that might be the the case. Like I didn't learn when I was a kid, and so I don't know. Um, it's a bummer though. Like I, I guess the good news is is it's not like Here's the Storm is going away. It's not like they're going to pull it off BattleNet. Um, they're just not going to be releasing you know new updates for it. They're not going to be adding new characters. And I think it's been slowing down. It sounds like you played a little more than I have any knowledge of it josh but it it sounds like they, they've been kind of slowing down for a while is my understanding yeah it's not this isn't i don't think this is surprising to anybody uh they actually slowed down like a year and a half two years ago um and then kind of think they've been trickling down and at this point it's just hey we're it was a good run and then you know maybe maybe that frees up devs to work on another project that blizzard's yeah. got coming down the pipeline so yeah and and it doesn't sound like they're just gonna like let it out to die either like they're still you know they'll still address you know, bugs and um, balancing and, you know, security stuff. So, like, it's still getting a little bit of love. It's just not, uh, just nothing new. You know, they're not going to probably add the Overwatch 2 characters to it, that kind of thing. So, but, you know, like, 
Man, companies like Blizzard are weird, though. Like, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to do this. And then, you know, a year from a now, two. they'll yeah, they'll throw <laughs> out a big two. patch. And, yeah. You yeah, know what's fascinating, so. though? I, it's, it's, I wonder what this leaves from a MOBA space. Actually, it's a question I've thought about since this news came out. Is sure. How do companies like League of Legends for Riot or, you know, those that um, did Smite and Dota... Is there an end to their game, right? Is there right. an ability for them to close out development and say, this is the game. We can do seasonal changes to, you know, characters swapping, um, you know, balancing things. But this is the game. And, yeah, continue to compete in it. And I don't know if, because at one point, and this has been the challenge for MOBAs, is their rosters just get too large. There's yeah. too much memory. Like you said, it's it's not a question of whether you're too old to play. It's a question of whether you have the time to in <laughs> Invest, invest in the meta and, in the meta and learn about it and so yeah. you know heroes of the storm there it was actually smart that they were able to say hey we have a set of characters that we can just use and yeah. we'll slowly release them and eventually we're going to hit our cap um places like league of legends and dota just don't have that yeah um, and so it's it's and a question still, i've been wondering about they just release characters all the time too right yeah yeah i well and i guess the question is too like this to me is kind of the the Overwatch 2 question, um, like, why does Overwatch 2 exist? Um, like, Dota 2, correct me if I'm wrong. So, Dota, Defen Defense of the Agents, right? That was, the, the original was the Warcraft 3 mod, right? And then yes. Dota 2 was actually the real MOBA. Correct. Um, and so, like, you can't make a Dota, like, can you make a Dota 3? Can you make a League of Legends 3? They're both free to play, so there's really no reason to. All your money comes from add-ons and cosmetics and DLC, you know, not DLC, but, you know, loot boxes or, or you know, whatever. Um, they have a fine line, I think, that they have to walk, right? Uh, again, I think the question comes is, you know, a roster of 300 characters, is that yeah. viable? No. Um, and then, yeah, it's not, absolutely not. And then it's the question of, okay, which ones do you recycle? Yeah. Do you put them in a vault? And then how many people do you piss off uh, for putting some characters in a vault that somebody doesn't have access to? And my they guess, used to? My guess is that high-level play, too, of those 300 characters may be... 20 of them get used i mean i'm just throwing out a number but i would guess that like in competitive play no one no one plays all 300 no you know yeah. people have one or two that they like what and, they mean yeah yeah they play yeah. a role they pick a yeah. role they they play their their favorites uh, there was one guy uh, i don't remember the guy's name but he he ranked in every every area of the wow. game um he just started a new season ranked up every type of role you can do and he's like one of the few people in the world has done it crazy so. Yeah, but, you know, like, I would guess they could look at that 300 and probably put 80% of them away and would piss off a very small amount of people. And, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's the way you do it is, like, you just call it a reset and, like, you know, Dota 2 is just reset to, you know... They should pull Zero. a Fortnite. Yeah, they should pull a Fortnite. Fortnite's so smart about it. They're like, yep. hey, there's this thing that happened in the in the, the sphere of the gaming world, and yep. boom, it, it happened. And But again, Fortnite's done it so consistently. I mean, yep. you'd have such a disrupt for Riot or, or Dota yeah. doing something like that that's just like, wait a second, what just happened? It's a weird, it's a it's weird, a weird little, it's a It's absolutely a weird space. Like, And it's, and it's very self-contained and doesn't bleed over into, to like... I don't want to say real gaming, but regular gaming. Like, I think people that play MOBAs play MOBAs, you know. Um, it's interesting. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, next up, uh, Hearthstone, another lifestyle game. Uh, I guess I guess the moral of the story here is if you have not played Hearthstone in a while, you might want to check uh, Battle.net or, or probably the email address um, of where you, probably Battle.net actually, uh, where you play because apparently uh, Blizzard's trying to get Hearthstone players back and are giving away like a lot of cards to get people back. Like there have been pe- people that have gotten up to as many as 75 decks for free, uh, which is like a lot of money. That's like 180 bucks. Um, so, you know, if you've, if you've been kind of scratching that, you know, if you've been like, ah, I should, I should really go play some more Hearthstone. You haven't played in a while. It might, may, might be a, a good time to, uh, to give that, uh, Ago, apparently it is only for people in the UK and France, though. So everyone that listens to this podcast, minus like two people, not gonna you know get anything new. But we we have an occasional listener from the UK. I don't know if we have any French listeners. No one has ever tried to uh, like send me an email in French. Bonjour. Even if they did, like I took two years of French in junior high, but I I don't think it would work. I'll be honest. I don't I don't think I remember it. So anyway, go give your Hearthstone account a look and see if you're getting those. If you're in the UK. Uh, Colby Pokemon Puzzle League. Do you know anything about it? Nope. It's a Nintendo 64 game. I know that much. I know it's coming to the Wait, fancy. Yeah, it's an N64 mm-hmm. game. Um, it's so, it. yeah, that's why you need the, the like fancy Nintendo online uh, thing because that's where the, that's where the Nintendo 64 games live. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about it either. I was hoping that you did because you've actually like interacted with Pokemon at least a little <laughs> bit. Nope, yeah. never heard of it. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. So I guess if that is your jam and you have the fancy Switch Online, then you can go play uh, that starting soon. I, apparently there's like nine other Nintendo 64 games too. So I, I still don't think it's worth it. But if that's your thing, go go check it out. Um, on the, like, so have you, did you ever play Red Dead Redemption Online, Call? Uh, very, 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 very briefly. I keep meaning to. How about you, Josh? You ever tried that out? Nah, I never did. I didn't either, and I wanted to because I wanted... I wanted more Red Dead after I finished Red Dead, but I don't think Red Dead Online was what I wanted. Um, And in a world where Rockstar is squeezing every last ounce that can be squeezed out of GTA Online, they haven't really been doing much with Red Dead. Um... And apparently they announced this week that they are not going to do anything more with Red Dead. Um, there are no more updates. They're going to, you know, they'll keep shifting through uh, kind of the existing stuff and, you know, seasons and whatever. But no more major themed updates um, as they focus on GTA 6. Which, I mean, I don't know. I kind of go both ways on this. Like, I mean, obviously I never played it, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But didn't they just barely release the the pack where you could kind of buy into... Red Dead Online without buying Red Dead yeah, 2? Yeah, it seems like they did. Yeah, I mean, not not recently, recently, but in the last six months or a year? I don't know. Um, I, I My favorite thing is what they're, what they're the, the way the Red Dead community is, is getting around this is they're actually going to hold an in-game funeral for the game, which is is it's delightfully meta. I don't know. I'm really excited about GTA 6, but it seems a company the size of Rockstar wouldn't 
need to pull resources away from Red Dead in order to, to make this happen, but I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Um, people are, are very upset, though. Very, very, very upset. What uh, what kind of themes? I mean, GTA is endless. I mean, you have, like, cities, gambling, you have all sorts of things you can do. Like, at what point does the theme not make sense for a Western? <sighs> And I th- that might be part of the problem because a lot of the stuff in this was just like, you know, shooting stuff and a lot of like skills things. Um, but I mean, to me, like there's so many cool things you can do in that, you know, with train robberies and, um, you know, like the I think the analog to like a motorcycle club in, in Grand Theft Auto Online would be like you could. I mean, you are essentially a motorcycle club in <laughs> Red Dead 2. You just have horses instead of motorcycles. Um, I don't know. I... I really want one of these, I mean, because essentially what Grand Theft Auto Online became was like a little teeny MOBA, you know, or not MOBA, um, MMO. Um, it just only had 15 or 20 people and, you know, you're, you're serving any one time. Um, to me, like Red Dead could be a really good, um, like Sea of Thieves analog where you have stuff that happens in the world. You don't necessarily have to interact with those other people, but if you end up in the same place, like, I mean, how cool would it be if you were both gangsters going to rob a bank and two of you showed up at the same time? Um, only one walks away with the loot? I mean, Only yeah. one walk Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want them to be, and it, they aren't. Um, and I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't like Grand Theft Auto Online much either. I thought it was janky as shit and, like, weird, but... It seems to me like there's a lot you could do with Red Dead Online, and they just it, they never quite got there. So I, I don't know. I mean, really, what I want them to do is pull these resources and put them on a, a Red Dead Redemption One redo. So that's that'd be nice. That's what yeah. I want. <laughs> I mean, but here's my other question, real quick. How do you how do you change that? You know, online setting. You know, you've got these. Yeah, I, I think GTA Online was fine. But even then, I mean, you, you look at Red Dead Redemption 2's world, it's beautiful. But yeah. how much of it is is more landscape and scenery than it is interactive um, objectives? And I think that you might run into a challenge with that. Um, I mean, and I think that would be a, a, probably one of my only real complaints. Well, it was one of my initial complaints about Red Dead Redemption 2 single player is like you spend a lot of time just riding around in a horse and eventually like I kind of came around to the idea that that was part of the game like like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the de- destination always like the part of it was the journey um but I mean at the same time like there's no reason that they couldn't like for the online version fence it in you know like you don't need the entire world you could you could do I mean I, I like Honestly, like now I'm spitballing things that I have no idea how their engine works or how anything works. But, you know, you you fence people into a certain area. You, you know, you can fast travel between big, you know, big cities or, you know, whatever. But it just seems to me like there was more they could do. People love that world. People love that world so much. And I think it's really disappointing that, uh, like, they haven't even talked about making a third one yet. Like, it's not even like a, a rumored rumor. Um, and, I mean, God, it took us... I mean, assuming that GTA 6 comes out in 2024, like, I mean, what's that, 13 years, 14 years in between? So, like, I don't want to have to wait until, I mean, 2030 is, like, there's a lot that could happen between now and when Red Dead Redemption 3 comes out, and I'm just not liking those odds. So, I don't know. I 
I, w- I would like them to have done better, but at the same time, like I didn't play it, so what? <laughs> Why would they listen to me? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next up, Meta, which I will never call Facebook Meta. Like I'm just, I'm just like throwing that out there right now. I will never not call them Facebook. It's kind of like the Sears Tower will always be the Sears Tower. Delta um, Center. The Delta Center will always be the Delta Center, um, which I mean that's that's kind of a local poll, but you know it's been named so, what two I or three things what, since I then. I literally don't know what it's called. So it is the Vivint Arena now, I believe. I think. I told you not to tell me. At least it's not. <laughs> at least it's not Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope that they paid for that up front. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, they paid in crypto, so the value just shot down. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. They paid us twenty million dollars, twenty billion dollars in crypto. Unfortunately, that's eighty-five cents now. Uh, it doesn't even pay to keep the lights on. Uh, anyways, Meta, the parent company of Facebook, I guess, has uh, announced that you will no longer need uh, a Facebook account in order to log into your Meta Quest Two headset, which I just. Bleh. Uh, but you do need a meta account, so I'm guessing that those meta accounts tie really, really easily into a Facebook account on the back end, so they're still getting all the same data. You just feel better about things, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. This is This is one of those things that people were just pissed just absolutely pissed when you needed to uh to have a facebook account to to log into your your virtual headset thingy and at the time i was like what does it matter like you're gonna have to have an account to do it it's tied like do you really think that steam has any less data on you than you know like steam ties their data to microsoft ties their data to facebook ties their data like on the back end, all this stuff is aggregated out the wazoo. Like you can't, you're not anonymous in any world any longer if you have an account doing anything. So I don't know. So I always assumed the problem was is that if you got banned from Facebook, you couldn't use your Quest. And it's I mean, even pretty if you get, easy to get banned from Facebook. That is true. Um, but even if you get banned from Facebook, you can still log into it. So my assumption is is that like you See, just log I- in. I thought that once you got banned from Facebook, that it was having issues with not being able to log into the Quest. Oh, that's a possibility. I mean, I guess. I mean, don't do dumb things on Facebook <laughs> to get Man, banned. Man, it's so it's so easy to get banned on it Facebook, is. though. Like you can Somebody reports you and you're out. Yeah, so maybe maybe that is the the problem. Call you might be wrong, but you you might be right, but <laughs> you might, you be, might wrong, be wrong. <laughs> um, I just. Facebook's dumb. Uh, this is fine. Whatever. Has anybody uh, ever been in the meta, by the way? Have you guys tried? No. Oh, like to actually do the. Yeah, I don't even know how you do it. I'm just curious. Like. No. Um, I mean, like my kid has a has a has a quest, but I've never done any of the the bullshit like Web three. I don't know. I've heard it's not. I don't know. I, I'm like so just angry at the general idea of <laughs> like Web 3.0 stuff in general that it just makes me not want to do it. I probably should. Like as a, as a person who is vaguely like in that thing, like I, I guess I should. But I'll do it this week. I'll report back. Um, I, I need to put my contacts to do it though. That's that's a it's a big pull. Uh, GameStop. You'll like we. We're gonna look back at at GameStop uh, 
I don't know, six weeks from now, maybe. But yeah, it's two years from now. We're going to look back and go like, do you remember in 2019, like on this podcast in probably 20, 2019, we took like a, a bet as to how long GameStop would like still be in business. Man, and I wrong. will tell you, the, the <laughs> no one got it because we all figured they'd be out of business by the end of, I don't know, summer 2019, like certainly Christmas 2020, you know. Um, and somehow they just keep chugging along. Um, I don't understand how everyone hates them. Everyone hates to work there. Their employees like are just like walking out of the store and leaving the keys on the counter. Like I, it's just, it's crazy what a meme stock can do to you. I guess um, that's the long and short of it. But I guess you can only subsist on being a meme stock for so long. This week, GameStop laid off. Um, not only a bunch of staff, both uh, internal staff and um, GameInformer.com staff, because if you forget, for some reason, GameStop owns Game Informer. I, I don't know why. Um, but they also laid off their CFO, which seems like uh, you might... I, you don't need him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if my company was in dire financial straits, I would think you'd want a CFO. I mean, they replaced him with, like, their... The person that replaced him had a, a really weird title, like like chief money officer or something it was it was very strange but i i i don't i don't i don't understand what what they're doing but i, I guess i guess the question is is like we'll, we'll say it here that's my dog um gamestop's new thing apparently is like they they tried pivoting into collectibles they tried pivoting into used games now they're pivoting into like crypto and nfts um how uh, apparently the chief accounting officer I, I don't know what the difference that is how how long how much longer does does gamestop have like do you do you think that they can i was so wrong before so. i know right and that's that's like that's a problem but go go ahead and guess call throw throw a throw a number out 12 months so you think that they will make it through Christmas of this year, but but falter somewhere? Sure. Why not? Next year. What? So let's say let's give me a year. What are the odds that they get bought out instead by a venture capital firm? Ooh. Well, didn't they try that before? And they tried, and two of them like, turned them down. Uh, yeah. No, that's not good. Maybe maybe now with the influx of I don't know memes, maybe <laughs> it uh, looks a little bit better for venture capitalists. Yeah. So so. so you, I'm going to go with, uh, if that happens, it'll happen within six months. Okay, good good call. Well, how about you, Josh? What do you think? Venture capitalist number and uh, and out of business, like straight up liquidation number. Ooh, see, the venture one, I'm teetering. I don't even know if anybody would want to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but assuming they did, I'd say give. I'd say 12 months, I think, on the venture. Mm -hmm. If they were in dire straits. And I think, depending on how, the, how they want to play the game, I mean, they've got a lot of room to take over spots that, that don't exist now. Like Fry's Electronics is gone. Best Buy doesn't sell a lot of stuff. Even though things are online, people like to, to see things in person. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if they could do it right, I mean, they could still be here in like two years. But if, if they don't make changes, I'd probably give them about 18 to 24 months. I think they would close out. That is very generous. Um... Hey, we were wrong before. It's two years, <sighs> two, three years past the original. It's there. I mean, they... I continue to be shocked. I like I. It does not make any sense to me at all. It really doesn't. Um, I 
like first of all, I I'm gonna throw out another one. Have any, if either of you guys been paying attention to what Radio Shack's doing? Um, kind they, of. They're still around. Hold on a second. <laughs> so Radio Shack. I've been paying attention to what their social media guy's been doing. Exactly. So if you have not, I, I will say that Radio Shack's social media right now is is probably not safe for work. So I guess be careful where you open that up. Um. But yeah, they also switched to some sort of NFT crypto thing. Um, I, I don't think it's going to work, but it's hilarious to watch it like the flames just surround a bunch of stores in the mall. Um, so I, I'm going to say three months until uh, GameStop pulls a Radio Shack. I think I think Colby's probably right. If they're going to get bought out by a, a, a private equity firm, it's probably in the next like... Six. I mean, there's always a private equity firm somewhere that needs to dump a ton of debt into into a company and just let it fly out, you know, into Chapter Eleven. So, like, I mean, that's always an option if you've if you've you know you're trying to dump a bunch of like, let's say a, let's just say the 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 housing market crashes. There's a uh, a firm that needs to dump a bunch of bad mortgages real fast. They somehow dump those into GameStop because that's a thing you can do somehow. I don't understand money. I really don't. I I, I have a business degree, and it, I, I don't understand. But it's a thing you can do. Um, so I'm going to say like six to nine months on that, and then yeah, I, I think they can probably ride. Out being a uh, a uh, like meme factory with with some used video game sale like eighteen months, but I think they they crater like they somehow make it through this Christmas, but then can't afford to buy inventory for next Christmas. <laughs> so twenty 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 three is my bet is that they're not going to make it there. So I guess we'll see. There's no prize. Like the only people that really win is probably a bunch of like C-level executives with golden parachutes um, and the like, I don't know, 25,000 people that they employ are the ones that lose. So uh, Ubisoft and Ubisoft can't catch a break and it's because they keep doing stupid stuff. Um, we talked about last week about them decommissioning a bunch of uh, like multiplayer games, but also that meant you couldn't buy the DLC anymore. Um, and this week they they put a message out on a, a couple of games, but but probably the one that most people heard about was Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. Um, we're like, hey, uh, we know we just put this on sale on Steam, but as of like September, you can't play it anymore. Sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then everyone was like, what? That's a terrible thing to do. Like, it's just awful. Why would you do that? And they're like, oh, shoot, is that what we said? Like, no, 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 we just meant you couldn't buy it anymore. You can still play it, no worries. Um, but they did that for three different games, and it's like, could you guys just, like, slow down, take a deep breath before you post anything on Steam, and then write it, and then maybe it would make sense? Um but like every time I, I don't know, get, get your get your whatever together, Ubisoft. But the good news is, is at least, unlike Sony, <laughs> they actually backed it up and said, no, 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 you'll still be able to play this game. Sony is actually just 
taking movies away, not from anyone here. It appears to mostly be in uh, Europe, uh, specifically Germany, Austria. But apparently they uh, just a license agreement expired between Sony and a, a, a distributor called Studio Canal, which I've never heard of. But they distribute like movies, um, like real movies, like movies that you've heard of um in in europe and they're just gone they'll pull them out of your library if you bought them via sony and you can never watch them again <laughs> i'm like wow Whoops. yeah um it's one of those things that you know every once in a while someone will say like well you know you don't really own games anymore you just license them and i'm like well yeah but i license like ten thousand of them but i mean you know who's gonna notice and then every once in a while you know something like this will happen they're like oh Maybe that actually is a problem. <laughs> so Josh might be right. Like they pulled this off enough. Uh, maybe people are going to go back to buying their their games from GameStop where they actually get a physical disc. Um, I don't know. This is it's not great. It's about 300 movies and TV shows. So kind of a bummer. Um, it, it, I mean, it, but like I said, it's not small things. It's like John Wick. If you bought John Wick in Germany, like you can't watch it anymore. Thank God I have that on DVD. All right, Josh, it is time to talk about your stuff. 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 That sounds, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great. So um why don't why don't you start off and just give us kind of a, a high level of, of what you're doing, how you got here, um, and then maybe we'll ask some questions. This is this is the unplanned part of this podcast, but Josh is is on his way to being a doctor. Um, in which case you will have to call him Dr. Shadow X. Um, and, and so I think he's probably smart enough to keep us controlled, right? Well, and I mean, it's a doctorate in psychology. So he's been like playing with our brains the entire time. This is going to go off perfect. So, so tell, us, tell us what you're doing, man. Yeah, thanks, Cliff. Uh, so right now I'm focusing on my dissertation. So I've done all my courses. Uh, gosh, I've just thought about it. I've been in school about 24, 25 years. Like that's, <laughs> that's just like in terms of my entire life. Like I just thought about this the other day. I was like, wow, from kindergarten to now, it'll be about 25 years if I, if I graduate in the time frame that I'm looking for. Um, so where I'm at right now is uh, I got interested in doing research for psychology. Uh, you guys talked to earlier about the meta um, and just, I kept thinking about all the ways in which we know a little bit about human behavior but we only know a little bit about human behavior in the sense of like how we interact in person. Like most literature has been around about 100, 150 years. Um, and we've just been growing on it, right? Like we all know uh, a couple of the big wigs, uh, a couple of big studies over the course of history, if you've ever taken like a psychology 101 course. Um, but outside of that, like the internet's such a, a childish place. And really what I mean by that is it's, it's in its infancy. Um, the internet's been around since since really the 90s, but nobody really got on. I mean, dial-up speeds and the, the sound of that dial-up <laughs> going in, uh, nobody really really realized what the internet could be. Uh, you know, those old AOL and Yahoo chat rooms um, to, to the game into MySpace and Facebook, and we've kind of taken an entire generation, multiple generations of people, and we've changed the way they interact with other human beings. Um, and so as I continued to think about that and I continued to think about my interest in video games, uh, I just started searching for different topics um, because, you know, in order to get a degree in psychology, it's got to be psych psychology related. And so 
I just kept looking for things on video games. Nothing was sticking, by the way. Nothing. I was like, man, this is not, it's not fun. This is really hard. Uh, you know, a doctorate degree should be hard, but it's very difficult. And then out of nowhere, I ran across one article that turned into four um, discussing the concept of sexual harassment in video games. Now, yourself, Colby, I'm sure, and anybody listening to this podcast and, and others in the sphere of gaming know that uh, gaming's male-dominated. Um, if, you take, if you take into consideration mobile gaming, it's about a 50-50 split. But if you remove mobile gaming, not that, I, not that I'm taking anything away from mobile games, I do play them myself, but take away that audience for just a moment. In uh, most online competitive gameplay specifically is extremely male-dominated. Um, and so we understand that sexual harassment occurs. Um, but for those of you who have gamed for quite a while, you'll know that we've actually even added an additional layer on top of video games in the last few years, and that comes in the form of streaming. Um, and so not only did we just you know, meet randos in a, in a lobby and go, you know, shoot up some aliens or something and, and win a few rounds or maybe jumped on to, you know, wow and, and played a raid or something. Now we've added a whole nother component of the visual elements where individuals, for whatever reason, show themselves playing video games. And it is such a peak of entertainment over the last few years that streamers such as Ninja, streamers such as Asmongold and a couple others have made a living literal living in terms of like very, very wealthy lifestyles, um, streaming games. And so anyway, long story short, um, I came across some articles that were focused on sexual harassment of females, um, playing video games. And ultimately we found out that sexual harassment does occur. We know that it occurs. Um, there's a rate at which it could occur. And then there's a lot of other articles that talk about like, you know, what do women do with, you know, being sexually harassed? Um, but the absence of the literature right now really brought me to a point of my current study, which is we don't know why and we don't know the elements that impact sexual harassment. So my study specifically um, is, is about sexual harassment of females, but it actually takes into component into the components of um, short-term relationships with people. So Cliff, if you and I met each other uh, one day and we just had some games. We played a few sessions. I want to know about what what that short-term relationship, how that actually may impact sexual harassment. Um, and then lastly, more so on the streaming side is, what is it about streaming? Like, what is it about the platform technically? What is it about the interactions between the, the audience and the streamer and the streamer back to the audience? What are what it, within these components really exacerbates, so to speak, why sexual harassment occurs in the first place? Um, and what are those trends and themes that we need to understand so that we can begin to understand and put a puzzle together of, you know, we've got people sexually harassing. Are there things that we can do to prevent it? Maybe, maybe not. It just depends on what's going to come out of that. So my, my research is focused on individuals who are at least 18 years old, who are male. Um, and the reason I chose the male perspective is literature actually focuses primarily on females. They're obviously the majority of the victims of sexual harassment. And of course, it can go both ways or many ways. And so we've never really gotten the male perspective. And so literature was asking for that. There was, an, there was a gap there. And someone said, well, we needed to hear from, from men. And so here's their chance. Here's their chance to talk about it. And here's their chance to talk about it, particularly through the lens of streaming and those short-term interactions that they have in games. So interesting. 
Uh, I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing the outcome of this. Um, I'm, I'm just curious. Something that something you said that it, it hadn't occurred to me, and, and obviously you're still, you know, you don't have your data, you haven't done any of the, you know, whatever. But in your research, do, does it appear that sexual harassment of women happens? Like, so if if I am playing a game with a woman, um, or watching someone stream, is it are they far more likely to be harassed if they're streaming versus just playing with someone? Do you know? Do you have any idea? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. Um, I haven't seen literature that supports harassment um, percentages of physical um, visualization yeah. um, versus those that are not. I mean, maybe that's something that I find out with this study. You know, yeah. why is it just streaming? Is it a visual component? Maybe there is. I'm not sure. I uh, I think this is super cool. And I, like for people that don't realize, and I am by no means an expert, um, Josh is because he's doing this, but, uh, or will be an expert. Soon you will be an expert. Is that how it works? Yeah. Um, Those three letters, PhD. You know. PhD, yeah. Um, the amount of like actual really good research, and, and by that I mean like, you know, peer reviewed, um, folks that are approaching this from a very academic standpoint, uh, research into video games and how it affects people and how people, you know, interact with people and each other and, you know, violence. And so is is woefully understudied for something that is a monstrous part of, of uh, not only our lives, but like the economy. And um, like everyone knows some new plays video games. It's shocking to me how little research there really is into the social impacts, the societal impacts, the, you know, mental, the physical, all that stuff. It's, it's interesting to me that, that there isn't more of it. Is that like, is that something you've kind of seen as you, you do your stuff that there's just not as much stuff as you'd expect? Is that, and is that because it's a young industry too? Like, I mean, you're really right. The internet's existed for, I don't know. I got internet in 95 and I was an early adopter, you know? So you're talking like 27 years, video games haven't really been, you know, I mean, you could say 40 or 50 years like that. That's not a huge, that's a pretty small blip of time from a, a research standpoint. Is that why do you think? Yeah, I think there's two, two avenues to this. Um, I think there's the, the, the aspect of media as a whole and the kind of journalism yeah. that you get, if you do get any journalism at all. Um, there's been a few people within the gaming sphere that we know have had had their hand in a couple of uh, things, you know, such as Gamergate, yeah, those things. Uh, but I think the issue really comes down to um, just people don't tend to seek out their own knowledge. Um, and so you actually, there is some uh, research related to video games. I had some original articles back from 84. Oh, wow. I mean, you got to, re- like, I mean, that's that's around the time yeah. that we kicked them off, right? Yeah. Like, you're talking 79 or 78's Pong. Um, and is it is it that early? Yeah, thereabouts. It, it, right, and then you have a couple. I mean, you get early, early games yeah. that you know that start from there, but they're in a different way, right? Yeah. There's no social online interactions. It's all plug and play. And at that time, if you were an early adopter, you you had money. Yeah. Uh, and then it went to arcades, right? There's there's a whole trend line of that, but a lot of research, early early adopted research, was focused on anger and aggression, right? You know, yep. there was the whole the whole deal with you know mortal combat yep. uh, about blood you know and yep. so those whole issues did arise there were some research articles related but a lot of research didn't change until early 2000s yeah. which around 2001 uh was our first true experience in seeing an online 
uh, online platforms starting to to be developed. So interesting. Yeah, that's I, I'm I, like I said, I'm absolutely fascinated by uh, by what you're doing. I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the outcome uh, and to see you know, kind of, kind of what you come up with. So I think that's fantastic. Um, the ask here, folks, uh, the reason Josh is here, not, I mean, I'm, I've absolutely enjoyed having you on the podcast. So that was fantastic. It's, you, you never know, like when you just like say, Hey person, I know, but I've never podcasted with before come on this podcast. Like it could have been a shit show. I'll be honest. Um, but it was not Josh has Josh has been great so far. Um, but, uh, the, the reason he's here is, is he needs folks to take that survey. <laughs> um, how many you're looking for 50 something total, correct? Yeah. I try not to cap the total. Uh, yeah, I need yeah, approximately not. anywhere between like 40 and 60 is around the average. Uh, but let me just say this. Yeah. Getting data is hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually not easy. Uh, I've heard some horror stories from people who've been in and doing research in their areas and we're talking thousands of people have reviewed and they don't get what they're looking for. So, uh, yeah, I need about 60 to take the questionnaire. Um, more importantly, there's two components to it. So there's the sure. questionnaire, which takes about 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, if you want to give a little bit more lengthy responses, could be up to about 30. Uh, a few respondents that have reached out had said, you know what, it's actually, a lot, it feels a lot faster. Yeah, it uh, really does. Than it, than it absolutely it does. does. Um, what I really need, though, is people who might be interested in having a conversation like we are now. Um, we call them an interview, but really for me, it's a conversation between myself and another person. Uh, about 45 minutes to an hour. So I definitely could use both um, questionnaire and interviews, but uh, I definitely need more, more people interested in that interview aspect who, again, they have a passion for video games. They've had experience playing over the years, have some experience in either watching or knowing about streaming and, you know, come have a chat with me. Uh, sign up for it and you know help help me understand and help the world understand uh, a little bit more about the the social problem we have of sexual harassment in video games yeah um, I will say I have taken the survey I think three times now um, not because I'm trying to like game the results but because I've been working with, <laughs> with Josh on this for oh geez I mean the yeah, last time changed. you interviewed me I lived in Washington so it's been it's been a hot minute <laughs> yeah. um, I've taken the survey a number of times uh, Josh did interview me. Um, for his initial set of questions, and I'm going to do it again today. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's really interesting. So I would highly recommend you do it. Um, if you fill out the survey, as I recall, it gives you the ability to say you want to to be interviewed. Correct? Yeah. There's a sign up at the end, so it's it's, it's a little different than I, what I wanted. But the way SurveyMonkey works, uh, it doesn't just auto force you away. They want like hundreds of dollars to do that. It's like a, like, I don't know, it's a business deal. Uh, essentially what you do is you just, you run through the questions for the questionnaire uh, after reading an intro. The intro is a little long from a legal reason. Um, but you read all that, you agree to it, take the questionnaire, and then right near the end, it asks if you're interested in signing up. Uh, you click yes, it takes you to another page, but then you just have to remember to submit your questionnaire as well. Perfect. Uh, and all I'm asking for, for anybody interested in a questionnaire, is just you know your name, email, and phone number so I can communicate with you. Um, and one of the most important things to point out is nobody's information will be shared. It's all, all anonymous from the questionnaire perspective and confidential for the interview. So if anybody's worried about that, that information is going to be protected and it's really just to grab the data, understand what's going on and, and look towards publishing that, that result. Very cool. Uh, so male, first of all, over 18, yeah. go to bitemepodcast.com slash survey. Uh, we've also put it on our social media at least once. I'll make sure it goes up again with this. Uh, and that'll that'll take you right over to there. So bitemepodcast.com slash survey will get you to the survey. Um, I, I really, really encourage 
um, you to go to go out, fill out the survey and then talk to Josh too. Like, I mean, he's a great guy, first of all. Um, he's probably the only Bite Me Podcast listener that I've ever actually met in real life. Like, we have golfed together. We have we have shared beverages together. Um, it was in Phoenix. It was really hot, but it was still worth it. So um, go go do that. You'll have a great time. Um, and and now to bring bring this down from its lofty academic heights, we're going to talk about questions. And man, the questions today are. Whew. Cole, why don't you start with yours? It's 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 terrific. What's your favorite candy bar? <laughs> Josh, what's your favorite candy bar, man? Oh, candy bar. That's hard. There's too much. I love chocolate, so this yeah. is I'm immediately at a disadvantage. Uh, I'd say, you know what? I'm just going to go with the classic. I can always love them. I'll go Reese's. So I think we should have another discussion about people Reese's. that pronounce Reese's Reese's. It's the weirdest thing in the entire world. Um, uh, the entire state of Washington pronounces it that way, and it's wrong. I'm sorry, Josh. I, I hate to tell you this. It's wrong. So are so you currently live in Arizona. Were you raised there? No, no. I was actually uh, – I was born in Virginia, raised in California, uh, and then I ended up uh, out in this horribly hot state. So Maybe it's just a West Coast thing because, like – I I'd never heard like I'm I'm really just giving you a hard time. I really don't care. But it's so strange to me. I never in my entire life I had never heard anyone say it any way but Reese's. Um I moved to Washington, all of a sudden all these weirdos are coming out like, oh, Reese's. I'm like, what what's a Reese's? Um it's not IES, you fool. Um anyway, you are absolutely right, Reese's peanut butter cups are freaking delicious. So good good choice, but it's 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 a weird thing to me. What about you, Cole? What's your favorite? Uh, probably Pearson's nut rolls. Oh, Pearson's nut rolls are good, man. The spicy re- ones are real good. Wait, they make spicy ones? They do. They make churro ones. They make an apple pie one, a pumpkin pie one. Do you Those own stock in this company? Is that what I'm hearing? I was say, he's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> the, the churro one is good, but I think I prefer the original over the churro. I'm going to have to seek out spicy. That sounds great. They're good. I'm a big fan. Um, Let's see. My favorite. I do like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups a lot. Um, but I also I like Snickers a lot. Just like basic like Snickers. Is, but I mean... I'll be frank. I have never met a candy bar. I like you guys can see me. It's very obvious that I've never met a candy bar I didn't like. The rest of you just have to imagine. But like, imagine Job the Hut wearing a polo shirt. It's it's kind of like that. Um, I like candy bars a lot. Snickers are good though. Uh, next question. Uh, Monotone screaming says this is actually about video games. Cool. We got one about video games this week. That's great. Um, what makes a good story in a video game for you? What's what's like a like what what elements of storytelling in, in video games are, are important for you? I mean, you heard me talk about uh, Dragon Age story, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I pay attention to it, the story is generally good. <laughs> Are you saying the Dragon's Age Inquisition doesn't have a good story? Might have. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> How about you, Josh? What do you feel about... Are you a big story in video games person? Uh, yeah, actually, I think uh, I'm the only one of my group of uh, gaming buddies that love story so much that I will hold everybody up for the cutscene uh, before we go do anything. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, elements of a story are hard. I think it, it's going to be genre-based for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but I've got to find I got to find some captivation in in building up the character. Uh, there needs to be enough of uh, it could be good or bad, but you need some form of target to your plot, like something that you're achieving. And whether that's Destiny, where it's continuous, like there's new things coming, like a lot of story movies and shows do this, where you can build a, an entire franchise around a lot of openness, that's fine too. But I need to, I need something that's compelling that I can at least gravitate towards as a person. Um, I'm like, if I, if somebody loves cats, right? And which I'm not not disagreeing with cats, love but cats. if you love cats, you might be captivated captivated by a story about cats. But but most people feel captivated about something as a human overcoming something um and so maybe a little mystery i think portal in my opinion portal 2 is probably one of the very few games that i think is a true 10 out of 10 if you're going to go on a 10 scale um and the story is just fun it's it's good heavy but like really fun and it doesn't even have to work that hard at it so i don't know i mean it's such an open-ended question right i i think a good story um, like, first of all, to me, like from a strictly video game standpoint, um, if most of your story is told via cutscenes, I am not going to pay attention to your story, unfortunately. Um, like, it's it's not a great habit, man, but like a cutscene comes on and about ages of the time, I'm like, oh, sweet, now to check Twitter. Um, I don't skip them ever, which is the weird thing is like they're always playing. Like, I don't, I, they're like, you can press Y and you would have to listen to this. I'm like, that's fine. I just wanted a little break. Um, but if you tell story via, if you tell story via cutscenes, I'm going to miss most of it. Um, which is, it says more about me as a gamer probably than it says about video games with cutscenes. Um, but I think a good, a good game, like Josh saying, has good character development, like characters have to change, they have to learn. Um, I think a good, a good game has some humor in it. Um, that doesn't need to be ha ha humor. It can be dark humor, like Norco that I just finished. That game's not funny like i mean it's set in a horrible horrible place but being able to find humor in that i think is really important um being able to have a bit of something that takes you out of the you know the the worst parts of a story can be can be really good too um and like this is just me but i'm i'm a big fan of stories that end well um i do not like i mean i will I will complain from now until the end of time about how the first Red Dead, or the how Red Dead Redemption ended, and it's not because like I intellectually understand that game could not have ended any other way. There was no, there was no way that that game could have. He could have gotten out. There was no way that it could have done anything else. But that doesn't mean I like it. I really, really don't like it. Um, I like I like things that end well. The funny thing is, is I didn't really mind the ending of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, still kind of a sad ending, but it felt really well resolved. It, it didn't, it didn't, it like I still couldn't affect the outcome, but it was kind of okay, um, which is weird. So uh, that that's that's me, me and a story though. Uh, this next one's easy and it is also Red Dead Redemption 2 themed. Uh, Triple Trouble asks, yeehaw, yes or no? Are you pro or con when it comes to yeehaw? Call in like in like my general life. Yeah, if someone came up to you and was like "Yeehaw, Colby," would you think that was weird, or would you say "Yeehaw" out loud I'm to someone else? I'm sure anyone should think that is weird. If a random person walks up to you and says "Yeehaw," but what if like what if your wife came downstairs and <laughs> she's like, <laughs> like you're like, "What are you up to, honey?" And she's like "Yeehaw." I don't think that's how you. It's not. <laughs> 
Oh, okay, okay, so... Uh, okay, let me redo my story. Brooke just informed me. Brooke comes from a, a slightly more cowboy-oriented family than I do, so she's she's a little more familiar with yeehaw than I am. Um, so let's say uh, you and your wife were out somewhere, and like you went to a soccer game call, um, uh-huh. and your wife came and the and they they scored a great goal, and you're like yeah, and she's like yeehaw, and like gave you a high five. What would your thoughts on that be? I I, I can't one picture her going to a soccer. I, I know, like use your imagination. Excited when they scored, uh, I'd be like, "That's weird. <laughs> You've never said yeehaw in your life." What if what if the what if what if it was not your wife? What if it was like the person you've got season tickets, but you don't know the person next to you real well. Uh, what if I they know. were like someone scored a goal and they're like, "Yeah, for twelve years, Cliff." Okay, let's say you got new seats, Colby, and you've never <laughs> use your damn imagination, boy. So you get better seats, um, and you're you're. Have un- you seen my seats, Cliff? They don't get better. <sighs> let's say your seat neighbor person gets hit by a truck, and you get okay. new seat neighbor people. Rip Todd. Rip Todd. Um, and like the first, the first goal of the guy, you know, he's new, he's there, and he's like, "Yeehaw!" High fives you after a goal. What do you think? Yes or no? Whatever. <sighs> Josh, same question. <laughs> oh man, I'd yeehaw back so fast. I'm uh Thank you. I'm definitely I'm definitely one of those people. Uh I, I could see it happening. I mean, I've been I was in a, a country kind of town, uh, where people would yeehaw farming <laughs> rodeos. But like I just feel like you'd probably get like a bunch of younger guys that are either drinking or just you know, yelling out things that don't make any sense, and somebody yells "yeehaw," I would probably yell it right back. Yeah, just to just to add to the fun. Like they're they're living their best life. Let me help them out. You know. Thank you. Thank God you're here. Uh, I'm also pro yeehaw. Um, I think the further you get away from like the American South, the weirder that gets. But I think I've kind of circled back down into like white trash redneck country in Florida. So I think yeehaw is appropriate here too. Um, I think that'd be you fine. Start saying yeehaw more often. <laughs> Tomorrow on my first Slack call at work. I'm nice just gonna be it. like everyone comes in like, hey Cliff, I'm like, yeehaw. Let's see how it goes. We'll try it out. I'll uh, I'll make I a say video. Howdy a lot. I do say howdy a lot. I do too. I do say howdy. Yeah, yeah same. I say y'all as as well. It's a it's a thing. I also say y'all. Uh we're just we're just cowboys here. All cowboys. All right. Uh our deacon is get my hat. You do have a great hat. I don't have a cowboy hat, but that's all right. Uh, our deacon has two questions. Uh, what is your favorite dog breed and cat breed? You have to cho- you have to have a favorite of both, I guess. Oh, my favorite is dog and cat. No, no, you have to choose breeds, Colby. I can't name a cat breed, Cliff. It's cat. What about calico? Calico is a breed. Orange. I do like orange. Orange tabby is a breed, and then, I was gonna say like orange tabby, yeah. And that is also my favorite. So Colby, I like the I like the hairless ones, but only when they're kind of fat, <laughs> kind of a chunky sphinx. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> the sphinx cats kind of creep me out. I'll be honest. Like, I, like if that's what you go want, look, that's go cool. look at fat ones. Yeah, like they, they. I don't know. There's something about all the skin that that doesn't do it for me. I like. I, and I like pugs. Can you imagine petting one of those? I can't imagine petting one of those. So, so when I worked at Winco, you could get. You know, have you ever seen like the bricks of ham? Yeah, 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 yeah. So my favorite thing to do is get two of those and slap them together. 
And I picture that's what the noise it makes when you pat a, a sphinx cat. <laughs> All right, so fat sphinx cats and pugs. Um, but don't get pugs. Don't get pugs. God, have you ever seen the, like a, a x-ray of a pug's head? Yeah, no, it's a it's, nightmare. It's... Nightmare. Anyway, Josh, do you have a do you have a favorite cat and dog breed? <laughs> uh, so pug's funny because I actually have a pug, but oh. I don't have one of those like flat nose ones. Sure, like sure. mine's actually got a snout. So what does it even yeah. look like? You'll send me a picture. I've never seen one with a snout. Yeah, if he's laying, I'll I'll send you a photo. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, dogs is funny. I'm kind of with Colby on this one. Just dog. Uh, yeah. I love all dogs except. Well, I'll make the exceptions. That's way easier. Nice hat. I'm a fan. <laughs> Colby of that. just put on a cowboy uh, hat. It's so good. Uh, I feel like we should just go take an adventure now. I mean, this looks like fun. Um, I would say I, I'd probably not go Chihuahua. Like, I can't stand Chihuahuas personally. Yeah. Um, but big. I like big dogs, but I have a pug. I also have a big dog. But He likes anyways. big dogs, and he cannot lie. That's right. Um, cats. Just because I actually happen to know a few cat breeds, um, I've always been a fan of Maine Coons. Oh, man, those are uh, I've great. Always, I've always wanted a Maine Coon. Um, and then growing up, we always had uh, Persians or Himalayan Persians. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'd say if, if I had to name breeds, those would probably be the two. So Dylan's wife um, looks – I'm not going to say looks just like Dylan, but she's also incredibly tall and very skinny just like Dylan is. And she – I don't know if they still do, but she had a, a Maine Coon. And, like, seeing this, like, super <laughs> tiny girl holding this giant cat, it's just – it's incredible. I love it so much. Uh, Maine Coons are great. Um I I actually kind of prefer small dogs, um, but I also I really like uh, golden retrievers. Like they're just so big and dumb and slobbery, and like they just want to be your friend, and I love that. Um, small, I don't know. I mean, my dog's okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> he's sitting here staring at me. Um, you offended him. I did. He's, he's said, a, I guess. My dog's a Corgi Black Lab mix, which is a strange mix of dog to put together, but he's he's pretty cute. Um, like straight up breed dogs, though, probably, probably a golden retriever. I like I like that. Our neighbors had one growing up. That was a good dog, Hank. Um, cats. I think I think uh, orange tabbies are my favorite. I love just big fat orange cats they're they're good so uh his follow-up question is well it's not a follow-up question because it has nothing to do with uh with anything uh if you could standardize controllers across all platforms which would you choose and keyboard and mouse is an acceptable answer so if if there was one controller to rule them all and you had to use it on your i don't know how that would work on your switch exactly i guess you have to plug it into it um your Xbox, your 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 PC, whatever. What would you choose if you had to? If you had to have one, Xbox One X. Nah, I think we should go a Pro Controller Two. Oh yeah, yeah, Pro Controller. That's fine, but that's not like a standard. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Xbox One X. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, same. It just I can't do that. A lot of people like the Pro Shock or the Dual Shocks, whatever. I I just can't wrap my head around putting two thumbsticks in the center of a controller. Right. I I'm an Xbox guy all day. I've got big hands too, and the, the the PlayStation Curl always feels really fiddly. Um, it's real small. 
Um, I think we should all just use the trident from the Nintendo 64. <laughs> yes. All in 64 all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. We were just talking about that controller, and I was like, that's the greatest controller of all time because it's made for an alien. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no reason that that controller needed to have three, three hands, uh, places to hold it. It's real weird. I... Uh... I used to be a mouse and keyboard gamer like for years. I was a big PC player, and I I've been an Xbox player now for so long that the 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 mouse and keyboard just feels weird and foreign. And I know like in my head, like intellectually, I know that I could probably be a better gamer if I took the time to do it. But I mean, I'm mostly playing walking sims. What does it matter? Uh, all right, cheap free games. Let's see. This like I said, we're kind of in the middle of a month here, so nothing nothing crazy. Um, but we do have two cheap games from uh, Epic this week. One is Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realm. Um, apparently, it's a D and D strategy management game. Um, I think I think this is the second time this has been free, and I remember Dylan maybe saying that he tried it; and it was okay. So. I don't know. Uh, the other game they're giving away this week is Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. Um, looked really pretty. Um, apparently, it's a kind of a cult classic game. I don't know anything about it, but it looked interesting. Uh, game Pass this week, uh, a couple days from now, uh, Escape Academy, July fourteenth on console, PC. Uh, I don't think that has a cloud yet. Um, yes, Wonder Boy is actually really good. Oh, Colby has played Wonder Boy and approves. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at something online. Yeah, I, why would you pay attention to the podcast you're on? I understand. I was trying to get Mass Effect from uh, Prime Game. Oh, okay. And you have to link to your EA. You do. I, I did like, that I before that the much. podcast, like a good host. I'll, uh, I'll admit, Colby, I did the same thing you just did. But like, <laughs> yeah. I got it like when you guys were talking about Mass Effect earlier. <laughs> and I was going to be like, oh, you know, Prime. But then I realized like nobody else in the, yeah. who's listening to this podcast. It'll be already over. The only people. So I didn't even bring it up. But yeah. yes, I did the same thing you did, Colby. I, uh, I linked my account and got my free account. I was gonna, I was gonna put it in the show notes, and I'm like, oh, the only people that know about it would be patrons. So instead, I just put it on Facebook. So, uh, Escape Academy is that uh, game where you learn how to make, like, learn how to get out of escape rooms. It's like school for escape rooms. Looks good. Uh, my friend Peppa Pig, Colby's game of the year, I believe, is coming to cloud console and PC uh, July 14th as well. I've never actually seen Peppa the Pig. It, it was, it was a thing. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard it's, I've heard it's okay. Uh, um, ben, ben and Holly's Magic Kingdom, which is made by the same people, is also pretty good. I am unfamiliar with that. Uh, Overwhelm uh, comes out on PC July 14th. Uh, you're outnumbered, low on ammunition, and the paranoia sets in. I've, man, who hasn't been there? Let's be honest. Uh, Paw Patrol the Movie Adventure City Calls uh, also comes out Cloud Console and PC July 14th. I played the last Paw Patrol game, and I was shocked at how much I hated it. Um it's a kid's game. Like, you can't die. You can't, like, get hurt. In it, yeah, so. no, like, I absolutely got, like, if I was five, that game would have been amazing. But as someone who was not five, I was like, why? Why do they keep telling me? What? Ah, it was terrible. I played it to get an achievement, and it was just... Blah. Um, Power Wash Simulator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of unironically excited about that. <laughs> it comes out July 14th, Cloud Console and PC. I'm glad that's in the cloud because I don't actually need to install Power Wash Simulator, but I really want to play it, so that'll be all right. Uh, As Dusk Falls comes out July 19th, Console, Cloud, and PC. I, d I don't know what that is. I didn't write down a description, so we'll probably talk about that, that uh, 
that comes out like after the next podcast. So, oh no, well, it comes out the day of the next podcast. I don't know. We'll talk about that next time. And then Immortality comes out July 26th, console and PC there. Got a couple of cheap, humble games going on. Um, Guard. Just real quick, Garden Story came out today on Game Pass. Garden Story? I, I don't remember that one. It sounds like exactly at my alley, though. Yeah. It's oh, like that game looks you, great. You plays like a grape. Yeah. No, I've actually been kind of watching this one. All right, Garden City. Yeah, it's by Rose City Games. They're uh, uh, a game publisher out of Portland, I believe. Portland. They have, they're, they're really big in... Uh, Portland has this huge... Like Portland has an awesome indie game community. I'm so to Seattle, but uh, the uh, one in Portland I think is called Pig Squad, as I recall, um, and Rosity Games, and and this came out of that. Um, this game I've been watching this for quite a while because I follow them around. This game looks great. So Garden Story is out now. I've been wanting to play that. It's fantastic. Um, Humble Bundle, uh, the Lego at the Movies bundle. Uh, Let's see. For ten bucks, you can get nine, uh, yeah, nine uh, Lego games, including Lego the Movie Two, the video game, The Incredibles, DC Super Villains, uh, the Ninjago Movie video games, Superheroes Two, Lego Marvel Avengers, Lego Jurassic World, which is good. I've actually played that one. That's fun. Um, the Lego the First Movie, the video game, and then Lego Marvel Superheroes. If you like Lego games, they're great. Like can't can't say anything bad about them. They're fun. Um, and then the Lego Play with Pride bundle, um, that's six items for 10 bucks. You get Monster Camp, uh, Lost Ember, Coffee Talk, 2064 Read Only Memories, Monster Prom, which I've heard is very good, and Kitty Powers Matchmaker, which looks <laughs> bizarre and fantastic. So, uh, go pick those up on Humble. I think, I think that's it. Do you guys have any, any other pressing things you need to talk about? No. no, good. All right. So first off, remember, go take Josh's survey. That is at bitemepodcast.com slash survey. Uh, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, slash Bite Me Podcast. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can come chat with us in our Discord at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. You can support or join our Extra Life team at bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. Whew. Josh, would you like to do the honor, sir? That was good. I, do you practice that? Is that something like as a as a guest, you're like they're gonna make me say bite me at the end? Do I? Did you like give that a few rolls before you got, came on, or is that just like I'll just do it? We'll just go for it. Yeah, I just went. Good for job, it. man. Bite me, bite me, bite me.